Welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Well, hello again, ladies. I am so excited that you've decided to join us today. And I really enjoy, I hope you guys have been joining as well, this one-on-one chance to dig a little deeper into someone's life and get to know what God's doing at this time. And I have with me today Sharon Galashin, a busy mom of three, has her own business mom of three. And I just thought that this is a great chance for us to realize that there are trials that come with this dynamic. And Sharon is going to talk about how you can build a legacy of trust and faith with these trials. So I don't want to steal your thunder, Sharon. You take it away. <laughs> well, thanks, Val. Thanks for having me, Deeply Rooted Ministry. I've so enjoyed tuning into the podcast and seeing it online, and I just think it's great. So I would encourage anybody who's watching to watch them and share them with women who you think might need to hear from the Lord. Yes. And this is just such a great way to yes. do it. So thank yes. you for having me. Oh, we're and, to have you. Yeah, I, I was really, um, I was really excited to share um, just God's faithfulness in this season of life and, and many seasons of life. But um, this one specifically where we've, we've heard of so many people going through trials and just difficulty with COVID. COVID made a lot of people's lives mm. Very, yes. very difficult, painful. And we just had just a protection and a provision over us. And I was so blessed by that. And I just wanted to share that um, just so we can see where God is in the mess. Because sometimes we just look around and it's like walking into that messy child's bedroom that you yeah. cleaned yesterday. <laughs> And you can't see the floor anymore, and it's overwhelming, and you're like, I don't know where to begin. And that's what life can feel like right now, and you can't see God in it. So it's not really, just your child. What about just my own bedroom? We're not going to talk about that. Our bedrooms are always perfect. If you're watching with your children, mommy and daddy's rooms are always perfect. <laughs> But yeah, we, we tend to lose sight of God in the messiness of life yeah. and the challenges and the trials of life. Yeah. And over my lifetime as a Christian, and, and I haven't been a saved Christian my whole life, not from birth. I became saved later in life in my early 20s. And since then, we've had our fair share of trials. But I've, I've always seen God building this legacy of faithfulness. And I like to think of it as a bank account. Where oh, he's keep he's making deposits. He's always yeah. making deposits. And every time I look at the statement, I'm like, oh yeah, on this day he did this, and this day he did this. And as that balance of faithfulness grows, I feel more comfortable and afforded to go out and do the things and and you know, the things that I would not have felt yes. I could do before because I just didn't have that cushion of confidence to go forward with it. Right. And so so it's yeah, it's kind of like a currency that that paves the way to live for Jesus without boundaries, if you will. Um, but let me break it down. Building a legacy of faith, I was like, wow, you must have had wonderful parents, which I did, and, and it must have been passed down to you. But again, I was not a saved Christian until I was in my 20s. I grew up Catholic with, yes, wonderful families. Um, but the decision to be a Christ follower came to me in my 20s. And so this legacy of faith is actually, well, we don't need to do the math, but it hasn't been that long. I'm going to stick to that. It's not been that long. And, um, and it's basically been looking back at all the times 
and earmarking all the times God showed up in your life. And let's be honest, Val, God's always showing up. It's really mm-hmm. earmarking the times we notice. When we notice it. Oh. <laughs> yes. Right? Absolutely. And, um, and, and that's what it is. It's, it's, keeping, it's, um, it's keeping track. And some people may say, well, I don't like to keep track of what God's doing, but it's okay because it's biblical to do that. It's biblical to remember the things he has done. It's biblical to remember our faithfulness or his faithfulness. And Psalm 77 um, verse 11 says it perfectly. It says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. So it's it's looking back and saying, yeah, he did show up. He did make a way. Mm-hmm. He did make a connection. And, and I think that is such an important thing to build in your life, in your family, in your communities. So that when we fall on these challenging times, like a pandemic, where our entire lives get uprooted and the things we take for granted are gone, we can look back and say, it's going to be okay. Because so often I find that God has said, hey, I was faithful then. Why wouldn't I be faithful now? And I go, oh, and I'm so humbled by that and go, okay, you're right. I don't have to worry about this. I don't have to worry about this. So... Yeah, Val, I think whether we're in a season of waiting, which lots of us are, we're waiting to find that special person, if we're in a season of want, or we're just, there's a void, or if we're in a season of well-being, we need to be continually, continuously earmarking those times where God showed up, maybe with a surprise blessing of somebody bringing you dinner on a night you were just yes. overwhelmed, right? We, some of us have had a neighbor do that. Um, and such little things sometimes, Little right? things, little, little things. things. I, I had a blessing in the form of a bag of potatoes. <laughs> and I, I, was, I was in tears. And it was when we first moved to our neighborhood, I invited our whole family over for dinner and realized I forgot the potatoes. And so I ran out to the store. All of the stores were closed. I came home and there was a bag of potatoes on my doorstep. No joke. And I had not told anybody my big mistake, but the neighbor across the road just thought, hey, I had all these potatoes and I just thought you have young kids and you they're hungry. And just little things like that. Earmark it. Write it down. Journal it. Right. So right. it's all yes. about keeping track. Exactly. How important is it for you? So we come to the Lord. We're like, Lord, help me. How important is it to come with thankfulness first? Oh, I think... I think when we approach the Lord with a posture of gratitude, a posture of thankfulness, it, it, it changes our perspective. We're able to see that, we're able to open up that ledger, for those of you who remember accounting in that way, and look at the ledger of faithfulness and say, right, you know what? Before I dive into my sorrows of the day, Lord, and my worries for tomorrow, thank you that I am sitting here, that I have a home, that yes. I have yes. work, that I have food in my fridge. And one of the simplest, and I, I used to journal my prayers to, so I could be specific in that way and so I could have something to look back on. Um, one, of the, one of the first things I would always pray for when I laid in bed was, thank you, God, for this bed. And it sounds very first world, but thank you that I have a bed that I lay in and I don't worry anyone's going to break into my house. Thank you that my children are asleep, that my husband is beside me. That's so nice. That my husband is beside me, that everybody has full bellies and that we live somewhere where we are safe 
and I can have this beautiful, warm, comfortable bed that mom desperately needs right now. And again, those little things. I remember at a very trying time of my life, for a long time that it was very trying Mm -hmm. as a single mom, and I would have to tell myself, and it became a discipline, I wouldn't go to bed without thanking God for five things. Right. So same sort of idea. Yeah. Like it, it just sets your mind. You now go to bed and you're going to wake up in a different frame of mind because mm-hmm. you just thank God for yeah. what, how good he is to us. Right. And I tell the same thing to my kiddos when they lay in bed and they're like, Mommy, I can't sleep. Um, it's funny. One of our favorite family movies is White Christmas, which is everybody's <laughs> favorite movie. And I don't know if you remember the scene with Bing Crosby and Betty Davis, and they're in the lounge, and she can't sleep, and he's having a sandwich. And it's that moment where they make the connection. And he sings, instead of counting sheep, count your blessings. Your blessings. And so that's what we tell our kids. Just yes. lay in bed and pray yes. and yeah. count those blessings until God just whisks you off to sleep. Yeah. But you know what? It comes in choosing to see those blessings like i said god always shows up but we don't always pay attention and i think the importance of starting coming to the lord with that posture of thankfulness is saying hey i see you thank you i see it i took pause to see it and i know some of the other podcasts that have talked about um, Laura Lynn's podcast talking about the five ways you can you can abide and it's taking that's when you're going to see God when we right. take pause in the thankfulness yes. to say let's just open up that ledger and take account of all the things I have to be thankful for yes. and it can be blessings it can be provision I met a, a really neat lady the other night and she, we were sharing our stories about how God provided for us and and, and protected us through the pandemic and she and her husband run their own business and she said yeah we actually shut down our storefront downtown in January before the pandemic and it was awesome and I laughed and I said you have to be a godly woman because only a godly woman would refer to shutting down her storefront business as as awesome (laughs) right because she saw the provision and she continued to tell me that you know they were able to launch online and just kind of move through that right but she was able to see God's provision in that mess yes and I think that's the important part it's choosing to see it um when my um, when my eldest daughter was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, we I remember we were um, sitting in the ambulance. I had no idea how serious type 1 diabetes was. And they had rushed us from Bracebridge mm. to Aurelia because it was she needed that specialized pediatric care. And we're there and we're just on en route. And the paramedics kept saying, you are so calm. Why are you so calm? And I said, well, first thought, first thing, this isn't our first medical emergency. My husband had been grave, gravely ill early in our marriage, and we had seen God's faithfulness through that by giving us that peace that goes beyond all understanding. And we were able to share the gospel with people while he was intubated and paralyzed. So Amazing. this is just another way God was going to use the story of our family to glorify him. And it was great. We were able to do that, and, and we continue to just give testimony of his faithfulness, that legacy of faithfulness that brought us through sickness, health, wealth, um, struggle, all of it. And this is like a really important point I want to stop on for parents is that when we choose to build a legacy of faith, 
And that is exemplified before our children. Our children will do the same. And the reason this brings me to it is because the story with Amelia is she saw us giving this testimony. She saw how we were reacting. And our kids, whether we like it or not, are watching us all the time. Grandkids as well are watching us all the time. They watch our habits. They watch what we say. They watch how we respond to stress. And... She was picking up off mine and my husband's cues. And so a nurse had come into her room after she got settled and said, Oh, sweetie, I'm just so sorry that you had to, you had to end up with type one diabetes. And she said, she reached the nurse and said, it's okay. I'm not going to have it forever. And the nurse was like, well, you kind of are, (laughs) but she had already leveled up her thinking to higher things and she said no that's not what i mean god promises that when i go to heaven there will be no pain there will be no sickness there will be no hurt so oh gosh, it's my okay heart. Oh. yeah instant like flash to parents oh, the quarter but she was giving that testimony of his faithfulness this is what god says and i believe it yes. to be true because my dad walks now and i remember when he didn't and all these these times in her little life that gave her confidence in a trial to say, it's going to be okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think in this era where we want everything instantly, or at least I love Hebrews 6.19. It is one of my favorite verses. When I was um, teaching Sunday schools, we would sing it. And it's just, and the two words that pop out for me is strong and trustworthy. And I think so much in our society, especially being so digital, we want to know everything right away. We want to see it in big, bright colors. We want to know what comes next. How long will this take? And our faith doesn't work that way at all. And I think when you build this legacy of faithfulness, where you can look back and say, I waited for this child like him and he blessed me. And I can think of instantly, God just put a few moms from our church in my head who I remember walking with and just praying with and sharing tears as they waited for God to bless them with a child. And he did. And now they're able to add that to their legacy of faith, of being able to wait and not look around the corner, not look beyond the veil to say, well, God, what are you doing? I need to know now. And when we build that legacy of faith, when we build that, that ledger, that anchor gets deeper and Mm -hmm. stronger that we kind of lose that need to know. It's kind of like you flip on a light switch and if you paid your bills, you know the light's going to go on. You don't go to the light switch and go, oh, I hope so, right? (laughs) It's like, no, the lights always go on. I know because, right? God's going to come through. I know because. And I think, yeah, when, when I link those verses to to what God has shown me. It's a reminder that, you know, as much as we want to take control of situations, whether that's a struggle in our marriage or a struggle with our kids, and we just want to say, you know what, I'm just going to get the book. I'm going to read it. I'm just going to take things into my own hands. We have to really take pause, be thankful, and look at what he has done so that we can feel faithful enough to take the leap and trust him that, this isn't going to be fixed by dinner time. This might not be fixed by fall. This might be fixed in a year. And I think that's really what those verses indicate to me, that we we have to be patient and wait. And that's made so much easier when we have this legacy of his faithfulness back to us.
Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ.